It's a beautiful, beautiful gospel that we have this morning, and I love it. It's packed full of profound insights. It's an important point in the gospel where many themes meet. It's a turning point in the gospel story that we've been reading together. But I got to run with one thing, and so that's what we'll do. You'll note that at the very center of our gospel this morning is the profession of faith made on behalf of the apostles in the church by Peter. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That profession by Peter is made in contrast to the other opinions out there. This whole thing starts by Jesus asking, who do people say that I am? Those opinions out there, what you've heard from other people, what are they? And they say, well, some think John the Baptist, some think Elijah, or some guru, some prophet. Not that different from today. A lot of opinions about Jesus are definitely out there. But Jesus isn't interested in the many opinions out there. He turns it on them. But who do you say that I am? That's what he's interested. Who do you personally, who are you convicted of? about me. And that's where Peter steps up. And he professes faith in Christ with courage and boldness on behalf of himself and the church. But one thing that I find extremely interesting is the fact that to this point, Jesus is constantly upbraiding. And one could even say almost lovingly frustrated. Frustrated, yes, but in a loving way wanting to change their hearts with his followers precisely because of their lack of faith. Here we have Peter with this moment of beautiful clarity with courage and conviction saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And yet to this point, what's the refrain that we hear? Oh, you of little faith. If only you believed more. A few examples. You remember when Peter is walking on the water and he's doing it, and then he begins to sink. Lord, help me. Jesus immediately grabs him and says, you of little, dinky, small faith, why did you doubt? Or how about when the apostles and Jesus are in the boat caught in a storm? Jesus says to them, why are you afraid, O you of little, dinky, small faith? Then he rises, rebukes wind and waves, and there is peace. Or how about when Jesus, he's going about the countryside doing all these miracles, these powerful works of God. And then at this certain point, it says Jesus had to leave a certain town and could not work any miracles there because of their unbelief. All throughout the Bible, the scriptures are clear that this sort of lack of belief that Jesus is contending with doesn't have to do with a lack of intellectual capacity, or it isn't the fact that they are missing some skill set. The, di- the, the disciples don't struggle with a lack of intellect, or others in the scriptures who struggle with faith, not with a lack of intellect or some dramatic insight. There's a spiritual illness, a spiritual illness working in the mind of heart that the scripture calls hardness of heart. Hardness of heart, a spiritual illness that walls off the heart from openness 
to grace, openness to the will of God, the ability to come to God on his own terms, to learn about who God is on his own terms, not according to my own ideas and desires. I highlight that to show, and I hope it makes clear, that there is nothing in the story to this point that suggests Peter is capable of this type of clarity and conviction about Jesus. He has proven, as have the other disciples at this point, over and over and over again, that they too struggle with this hardness of heart. They too struggle being open to being taught by God himself and to approach him on his own terms. And I hope this shows then the level, the level and the depth that Jesus is working in their hearts to bring Peter to this point so that he can declare with conviction and no fear and no matter the consequences, you are the Christ. That ability of Peter, that moment of clarity from Peter is a work of grace in him at a profound, deep level. And it's a gift, not just to Peter, but to the entire church to have that clarity about who Jesus is. I want to make one more important kind of historical point about this confession of Peter's. In the city where this little dialogue takes place between Peter and Jesus, uh, it's a Caesar called, or it's a city called uh, Caesar Philippi, Caesarea Philippi. In this city, a temple had been built a few years prior. This temple was dedicated to Caesar Octavian Augustus, one of the emperors of Rome. And this Caesar Octavian Augustus had taken the title of, you guessed it, the Son of God. It's not a joke. Augustus was the adopted son of Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar was declared a god by the Roman Senate after he died. And so this made Augustus the son of God. And it was under that title that this temple was built. And it was under that title that Augustus wanted to be worshiped. It's amazing. It's amazing that Jesus brought his disciples to that place in the shadow of a temple dedicated to Augustus Caesar under the title, the Son of God, and asked them, who do you say that I am? In other words, who are you with? Are you with me? Am I the Son of God? Or is this man or anyone aligned with, aligned with him, the Son of God. In that context, Peter's profession of faith and ours and the entire church's profession of faith with him is, we are with you. Peter is saying, no matter the circumstances, no matter what comes, no matter what hole I find myself in, no matter what is asked of me, I'm not with them. I'm not with the powers of this world. I'm with you. This 
clarity of Peter and the conviction and the solid nature of that choice that Peter makes is so firm that Jesus puts it into his very name and makes it his mission. The unwavering faith that he displays. And Jesus says, you are rock. Peter, you are rock. This is now your identity. This conviction that you just showed, this is now your identity. And on that, I'm going to build my church and protect it and guide it. This choice of Peter, this faith of Peter is clearly not of his own power, as I've mentioned. The constant refrain in the Gospels is, you of little or dinky faith. This is the work of Jesus Christ, eliciting a choice from him. Just like the many opinions about Jesus that are still out there, some misleading, so too is the grace which is displayed here that elicits hearts to make a choice and profession of faith for Jesus no matter what, whatever the circumstances or consequences, this grace is still active in the church today.